So what is leadership? Well, is leadership the CEO? Is leadership a job title? The marketing manager? Is leadership the person that is elected? I would argue that leadership is none of the above. Leadership is not management and management is not leadership. What's the difference? Well, managers optimize, leaders disrupt. Managers are incremental thinkers and leaders are exponential thinkers. Think about it this way. If you want to fly a plane, you need a manager. But if you want to know where to fly, you need a leader. On the 25th of May, 1961, President John F. Kennedy stood before Congress and said, I quote, I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before the decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to Earth. No single space project in this period will be more impressive to mankind and more important for the long-range exploration of space, and none will be so difficult or expensive to accomplish. Now, those words are choice words. He knew what he was saying to the world. Experts on the other hand, said going to the moon was a waste of time. Politicians like ex-president Eisenhower called the space race nuts. Many Republicans suggested that Kennedy should be spending more money on military space efforts nearer the Earth than on his, quote, lunar adventure. Then there were the scientists in 1961, New Scientist magazine, a respected publication in the world of science, was calling for a halt to the moon race, and they published an editorial on Apollo 8 seven years earlier, and less than a year before mankind actually landed on the moon. The magazine said that the mission was, quote, an empty obsessional quest and, quote, the true scientific value of the Apollo project is virtually nil. Sociologist Etzionist concurred with evidence from 113 scientists not associated with NASA that most of these scientists agree from the viewpoint of science there is no reason to rush a man to the moon. When I was a kid, I remember, because I was born in the early 70s, I remember the space race was still on. We were still flying mankind out into orbit. And whilst the Apollo program had ended, we now had the shuttle program. And this glorious beast, this shuttle, which would launch into space. And for no reason apart from the fact that it could orbit the earth, and then return. And when you would read the books at school, those science books, those how-tos, those physics books, they would say, well, if it wasn't for the space program, we wouldn't have non-stick frying pans. And it seemed that the grand sum of human endeavor to go into space had resulted, forget about the billions of dollars in time and lives lost 
had resulted in non-stick frying pans, the invention of Teflon. And I thought that was interesting. Even as a kid, I knew that was BS. Because why? Why were we spending billions of dollars to create better non-stick frying pans? Surely there was a better use of our time. And maybe the experts and the managers were right that maybe we should just use that money and optimize research in a better way. Maybe JFK was nuts. But it's like Mount Everest and the famous mountaineer Edmund, sorry, George Mallory, not Edmund Hillary, the famous mountaineer George Mallory, who, who actually died attempting the summit, whereas Edmund Hillary actually did summit successfully. But George Mallory, when asked about why he wanted to summit Mount Everest, he said, because it's there. There was no reason to climb to Mount Everest apart from it was there and it was a challenge. There was no economic benefit. Nothing would be discovered in the process and there would be no tangible economic output as a result of getting to the top, just lives lost, money spent and time wasted. So why do we do these things? And why do we need leaders to take us on these crazy adventures? Well, it goes back to the space shuttle and getting into space. Like why do we bother in the first place? Why do we bother to climb Mount Everest or fly to the moon? It has no economic benefit. Why do we do spend these billions of dollars. What is the benefit to the economy? What jobs will be created, etc.? What technologies will be discovered? Well, the reason is we need to look into how we see the problem and we need to flip it on its head. And what I mean by that is that we're looking at things the wrong way around. You see, we don't fly to the moon for economic benefit. It's the other way around. We develop a successful economy such that we can fly to the moon, such that we can embark on these great endeavors, such that we can challenge ourselves. It's the same as being an entrepreneur. We don't start a business such that we can sell it. We achieve success such that we can keep playing the game. We've got to get our logic the right way around. And that's why we need leaders to remind us of that. Yes, they are right, the sociologists and the scientists who said there is no reason to rush a man to the moon if we look at the problem in the context of economic benefit. But that's the point. The goal isn't what comes out of going to the moon. The goal is going to the moon. You know, experts can often be wrong. And experts said the same of Edison's light bulb. You know, in 1878, 1878 chief engineer for the British post office called the light bulb an absolute fairy tale. And a parliament committee from the UK said that it was unworthy of the attention of practical or scientific men as a snub to their American counterparts. 
you know, experts told us the world was flat. And if we believed them, we never would have explored it. All businesses have smart people. All businesses have managers and experts, but only few have leaders. And what is it that leaders do for us? Do they take us on these crazy adventures? Well, leaders remind us of our priorities. Managers fly the plane. Leaders tell us where the plane needs to fly to. Religion, Me Too, Indian independence, the American dream, the Reformation, the Mercator projection. These are all stories, none of which came from the pen of a manager. You see, stories are the most powerful tool in the toolkit of the modern leader. Leadership is storytelling. Storytelling is leadership. And that's why change is always uncomfortable. And that's why leadership is hard. You see, leadership is about choosing the path of most resistance. It's about committing to a story that may be unpopular, divisive, and sometimes misunderstood. Leadership is about planting a flag for people to rally round. If we listen to managers and experts, we would only be able to optimize our existing realities. Leaders, however, can change them. Sure, if you would rather be liked, get a dog. Because leadership is not winning popularity contest. It's about taking the path of most resistance. In 1965, Martin Luther King, who, according to Gallup, was rated as the second most admired person in history in 1999. 35 years earlier, Martin Luther King, who was in the middle of the civil rights movement at the time, had a neither positive nor negative rating. Because at the time, he was misunderstood and unpopular. So why does he choose to take the path of most resistance? He chooses to take the path of most resistance because leaders do that. They take us where, they, take us where we need to go, not where we want to go. And without them, we would never change. So some people think that leadership is about presenting on stage and turning up to a company events and meeting the new hires. That ain't leading, that's management.